Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. We are doing something a little different on this Instant Recap podcast. Uh, everyone else is booked up, so this is Harrison and his wife, Christina. Christina, how are you doing? Hello. Doing fine. <laughs> well, that's probably better than a lot of us, I suppose. Uh, and really, just as I watch that game and manning the Blackheart Gold Pants Twitter, it actually kind of settles me in a way that I don't get overly emotional or overly frustrated because I try and play it a little, um, I don't know, play it a little cooler, uh, which probably doesn't help. Um, but overall, just a frustrating game as Iowa scores only 12 points. And it's been really just tough to watch this offense whenever they aren't playing a Rutgers or Middle Tennessee State or Miami of Ohio because, hey, they're willing to try all this new stuff. Um but against a team like Penn State, they didn't do anything. Like, they ran no jet action stuff. No jet action um, sweeps, nothing like that. They had an offensive line that was once against Genish Siv. Constant pressure on Nate Stanley. Uh, and really, I guess that's, for me, where it kind of begins and ends is the offensive line and to that respect, Stanley, they really didn't do anything to help him out at all. Uh, although, in maybe misleading stats for the game, babe, uh, it was kind of wild to see because Iowa actually had more first downs than Penn State. They had more yards than Penn State by uh, about 60, although ESPN showing that Penn State had zero yards. Um, which is not the fact. And, I, I mean, Penn State did have a higher possession, uh, which, you know, if Iowa loses, and they also turned the ball over, Iowa did. But they played – they only had one penalty. It's just – this is a really weird box score for me because it's just like what I saw does not match up with 356 yards, 8 of 18 on third down, Two of two on fourth down. It's just kind of wild. Nate Stanley had almost 300 yards. That's fun. 25 of 43. Uh, I don't know. What are your initial takeaways? I mean, I'm not surprised because for the last, what, three games now, they have not been able to capitalize. Yes, they can get the yards. Yes, they can make the plays. They just cannot capitalize on... Fucking scoring. (laughs) Yeah. And they missed a field goal. Like I'm not putting this on baby Keith Duncan. Okay, but put it on him because if he would have made that field goal, maybe that would have livened the spirits of the team a little to, like, kick their butts in gear. Maybe the offensive line would have actually fucking blocked. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But it's just... It's tough to continually put yourself in a position because, like, 17 points. You give up 17 points in less than 300 yards, and it feels like that's – it feels like that should be enough to win a game. Penn State had 80 
Do you know what 80 wins games? 80 freaking penalty yards. Points. Points, yeah. Points. And Iowa had two horrible turnovers. I think Penn State scored only... Did they only score six? No, they would have scored ten points off the turnovers. That that touchdown was a killer. Um, but still, like, then it gets back to if... I don't know, like... Nate Stanley's not in it. I've said it all game. He just... Something's going on. It seems like his head is not in it. It's elsewhere. He's not focused. But to your point, it could be he's just not trusting his his team right now to make those blocks because of what happened in Michigan. Eight? Bring up my stat. Oh, no, this is your stat. You say it. I mean, I don't know the exact stat. Well, I mean... Last year... Nate Stanley had, according to a random website that I don't even know if it was actually legit, but he had 14 to 15 sacks the entire season of 2018, and he's up to 16 right now. Yeah, I can't see the sacks that Penn State had this this week, but I mean, it's I just don't know what to do. Like, is it obviously differences? Could it be? Is that something going on with? With Nate and the son? I don't know. Oh, Brian? The son? Yeah, let's call him just the son. (laughs) Creative differences? Oh my god, yes. I'm so here for creative differences between Brian Ferentz and Nate Stanley. Because, I mean... He's playing like a player who's being told how to play, not how he wants to play. And, And I think you pointed this out while we were watching the game. It was... That one play they had, and, and I think I tweeted about it, it was the one where Iowa had, like, the whole field overloaded on the right side. Like, there was no skill players on the left side, and Iowa ran to the right side. And then... Because that's what you're supposed to do when you're running a play, if it's drilled into you that much. By the way, I'm not just an idiot. Talk- <laughs> like, obviously I am. I... Played college sports, not football, but I know what it's like to be a collegiate athlete. I know the pressure. I know somewhat of what I'm talking about in this sense, in this state of mind. So that's how I feel just watching what's going on. He's just running plays. He's just doing what he's told and not liking it. And it's showing in his performance. Yeah, and... and I agree. I don't know if it where that disconnect is though, and I'm curious to see where that happens. I think some of the things we've seen with Nate Stanley are things we've seen the whole time. Like I mean, you know, if there's a problem with Stanley that can be quickly identified, it's hey, they had they they scored a field goal going into halftime, but that second down play call really was great. It was great. The slant to Smith, and he threw it wet, like inside of Smith's radius. Hot for the slant. But it was way below and behind him. That's going to be a tough catch for anyone. And uh, I think maybe to Almost act- like he didn't commit. <laughs> I mean, but we've seen him make these bad passes his whole career where they're like But shouldn't they be 60%. getting fewer and fewer, not more and more? Something's going on. Conspiracy corner, Rim. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think it's easy to get hung up on the offense, but as we look to maybe the defense a little bit, just kind of going off of... I literally watch nothing of the defense, so I can't. I can't well, banter with you here. Well, I mean... <laughs> just monologue it. Go ahead. No, but I mean, I think the defense did kind of what it needed to do with one exception. They failed to get off on third down. They... But on paper, according to ESPN, they did amazing. Yeah, zero. So what ha- what's zero. the problem? Well, the we pro- can't score. That's the problem. We can't capitalize. That's the problem. Yeah, and I mean, that's what happens when Iowa has... Defense is doing their job. Yeah, they're putting out fires. I mean, granted, the that one play where they called back a touchdown and then Penn State had penalty after penalty, you know, that was some breaks. But also, like, that was a time where Penn State had the ball to start inside their own 20-yard line. So it's not like you can rack up yards that way. But... It's just like five alarm fires, and I, I think the one thing that really stuck out to me was when Todd Blackledge said, well, you know what, on 3rd and 17, on a sweet play that had no chance of getting a first down, you know what, that kind of makes sense, I get it, just lean on the defense, and like too often, I mean, you've only been an Iowa fan for five years, but it feels probably <laughs> like a lifetime. We've been together for five years, I wouldn't say I've been an Iowa fan <laughs> for five years, friend. Well, okay, fair enough. But you've been an Iowa fan for some amount of time, less than five years. and okay, two years. Two years? A year and a half. One year. This season. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I'm only starting to pay attention now. So I feel like now is the only time I can say I've been a fan this season. Yeah, now that... I'm committed now, and yeah. it's really annoying, and I hate everyone. Uh, everyone who? Brian? You hate Brian? You hate... You love Kirk, though. We can... Kirk? Monologue here for a moment about, about your love of Kirk. Stop. What if he hears this? He'll be so embarrassed. I love you, Kirk. You're my bae. You know, I, I would um, be... <laughs> call you. Jeez. Good <laughs> lord. No, but like, I mean, it, it, it was a tried and true game plan that we saw from Kirk because... Early on, it just felt like Iowa was just going to try and get it to the fourth quarter and see if they had a chance. And really... I feel like that's what they do all... That's his MO. His modus operandi. That's what he does. And it works a lot of the time until it doesn't. And, like, that's what makes Iowa losses so fucking painful. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Because... It's like, oh, what if we played this way in the fucking third quarter and not the fourth? Like, I don't understand. Or like we went over the top to Brandon Smith earlier in the game. Yeah. He's athletic. Like, (laughs) he can make those plays. Trust. They don't trust each other. That's what I'm feeling from this Iowa team this year. Insane. Just kidding. No, but really, I really... They're not playing like a team. In a sense. I feel like there's a lot of disconnections. There's a lot of mistrust. Like, a lack of chemistry. Yeah. Does, does this, I mean, it, does this just kind of come back to Nate Stanley's personality being, like, super introverted? Because, I mean, from a team standpoint, like, not having kind of a person to 
rally around I feel or like you can only everyone. be an introverted quarterback in the NFL. Once you've proven yourself college years, rookie years, you've proven yourself to know what you're doing. Like you can't be that person in college football. You have to like be a team leader because that's what everyone looks to the quarterback to be, right? I'm assuming. That's how I feel. Like, quarterback is, yeah. like, team captain, quote-unquote, whatever. So, like, if he's introverted and not, like, making an effort to, I don't know, hang out with these guys or, like, spend time with them or, like, if he's just a quiet guy, that's that's on him. That's not on the team. If Like, does he not communicate? I, I mean, I think he just... I- the thing, the storyline that's always been about Stanley is just how introverted he is, and like clearly he's smart, clearly he's got like the arm talent, but I, I think there's just something like Ricky Stanzi from the 2009 team gave like this amazing speech about. I mean, I, I guess it's not necessarily amazing, but like the speech that Iowa Hawkeyes football shared to Twitter earlier, and it was like, man. You, you just got to go and sharpen your spear and go out and hunt so you can eat. Something like that. And, and Who's that then? Ricky Stanzi. Who's that? The 2009 quarterback. Okay. Anyways. He they, said that they, when? They in won, 2009? No. This week. They brought him in because they were honoring the 2009 team. So and, he hyped this team up, not Nate Stanley. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is, like, I don't necessarily think that Nate Stanley is, like, the type of guy you're going to bring back and he'll be able to have some super motivational 10-minute spiel to, to these guys, to, to future Hawkeye teams. I guess that's my point, and it's kind of getting to your point. It's just like it, it, the chemistry off the field that they may or may not have, it just doesn't look like they have the chemistry you need on the field. Here's a question. Is the lack of chemistry – a job for the coaches to like build that chemistry, to build that trust. Yeah, trust falls. Do we need to go sit in and like have them go like, on like an watch, obstacle course? Yeah, like do we need to put in a a team building? Because uh, there's just so you're there. There's so much talent on this team. There's just something off about it. They're not playing as team. There's so yeah. much talent. There's no iron team. Like. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's a disconnect. I don't watch football, but there's a disconnect, bitch. And it. <laughs> Sorry, we just watched Breaking Bad. No, maybe. no, no. But I mean, it's like. And that's the type of thing that you can overcome when you're playing less talented teams. You can just win that's on talent. That's why we. They. Here's what I'm a fan of. Playing hard teams first few games of the season. That's not how this season turned out. Well, even the Iowa State game? That should that was a good game. Like that was a good game to have at the beginning. Right? But Yeah. I don't know. It's like they they never have to raise their level above Iowa State to try and And, like, Iowa State, it's just so deeply rooted in both of those teams that it doesn't matter when that game's going to happen. They're going to – like, that is the quote-unquote championship game for them because 
Like I like the the case that that's what they look forward to. That's where they feel like they have to perform and like really bring one home for the trophy. The trophy and with that out of the way, are they coasting? Like, are they just like nothing else matters? Like, I'd be interested to see the statistics on what their preseason looks like before Iowa State and what it looks like after Iowa State and like when that game always is. I mean, it's always like the second game of the season typically. Mm. Never but, mind. Just but, I, but I mean, like. <laughs> The, th- the thing that you bring up is, like, when you have some extra form of motivation, Kirk Barron's has largely found that he's been able to thread that needle the last four years because after 2014, which was a season that everyone maligned, and... Was that you, the one where they went, like, 10-0? No, that was, was 2015. 15, but after 2014, obviously, they went 7-6. and six. But you look back at that 2014 team, and the offense averaged 400 yards a game. Like, the, the it wasn't some horrible offense. It felt horrible. But, like, some of these indication stats that they had were good. And it feels like that's where we're headed for this 2019 team is, hey, they're going to play enough – bad teams that they'll get their scoring average up they'll rack up 400 500 yards against bad teams but then once we get to the better teams hey let's just play the fourth quarter it's 15 points in, yeah exactly <laughs> like i mean it's 15 points in eight quarters they've scored one touchdown and i think it was like 30 drives against penn state and michigan and <sighs> It's just frustrating. Like, I guess that's just what it comes down to. And, like, I, I I just don't think I'm going to get – it's frustrating in the sense that, like, I'm just headed towards, like, almost an apathy. And I think that's kind of what's most concerning for the rest of the season. I, I know how it's going to turn out. But I feel like that's every Iowa's, Iowa fan's outlook on the season if they lose more than one or two in a row. Like, ugh. That's fine. We're just going to be terrible this year. It doesn't matter. Like, well, I'm not saying we're going to be terrible, though. But your sense of apathy. Like, you give up. Like, you're just like, bah! <laughs> Old person hand wave. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess. Yes. Commit. Commit. Commit to getting my heart broken, even though I've seen this story. Yeah. That's what a makes dozen you a times true before. Fan. A true fan. Blind optimism makes you a true fan. Yeah. Okay. okay. It makes it more fun. But what it, when that optimism comes crashing down? Hey, your highs are real high, bro, and then they're real low. Sounds like a good season. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Alrighty. I'm sorry for anyone that I'm pissing off or, like, if you're like, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about, you're absolutely right. I don't know jack shit. Well, I mean, you act like... I ask a lot of questions. I know that much. It makes him very mad. Oh, don't say mad. Peeved. Yes, peeved. Peeved. Only during Iowa games, though. I'm just trying to learn. She is. She is. Anyways, so that's that's uh, thirty seconds worth of couples therapy. I think we're therapy. Therapy. Hey.
hey, these white claws aren't going to drink themselves. And that's it. Um, I think we're going to wrap up. Uh, Can't wait for next weekend. Yeah, if you've lasted this long, I guess the breaking news is we'll be in Iowa City next week. Come to our tailgate. Yeah. Adult, we'll be at Hancher somewhere. Yeah. You can add us at HD underscore star at, I don't know what yours is now, ACP star three. I don't know. Don't. Some poor person's going to get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, well, that's it. I'm optimistic. I think these losses are going to go to their little baby player hearts, and they're going to be like, hey, team, let's bring it. We're in it to win it. We're going to get this win next weekend, my prediction. Against a Pen or a Purdue Purdue. team that can't stop anyone. Calm down. They just fucking won, didn't they? They beat Maryland, yeah. Yeah, they have nice uniforms, so I assume that they're a good team. Oh, boy. (laughs) I guess that's a good place to end it for uh, my wife, Christina, for uh, myself, Harrison. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, go Hawks.